Blog Talk Radio. Presents TNT on BTR 
with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Strap in, wrestling fans, and get ready, because it's TNT, and it's Dynamite! Welcome to the Evolution Radio Network. This is a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. This is Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. I am Sadistic Sean David, yeah. along with my co-host. And the reason why this show will never, ever be a bag of dicks. Chaotic Katie. We have a lot to discuss here tonight. There are so many situations that have happened over the weekend um, since the last time we were on this airspace that I have entitled tonight, Bring the Turmoil, because I promise each and every one of you, by the end of tonight's program, there's going to be some pissed off people, and I don't really give a damn. Um, I want to, uh, first of all, thank a, uh, take a moment, Sin and I both, to thank uh, the Urban Sensation Sea Red for having us at his event this past Monday. Man, what an experience that was for uh, uh, Sin and I. Uh, uh, um, Sin and I have been doing, I've been doing this myself about 20 years now. Sin has been doing it, I want to say, since about 96, 97. Um, You know, uh, this was the first time that we were actually on the same side of the ring together. Um, In 25 years for me, yeah. it, It felt right. It, it felt right. It felt good. We got a lot of uh, uh, compliments and everything. We got to see a lot of old friends that we hadn't seen in forever. Got to see a lot of new talent that we had never seen. And it was a really good experience for him and I um, because C-Red teaches at a school for special needs kids. And these, the way these kids lit up, Katie, I wish you could have seen it. I sent you the short little video Aww. of this match. Um, That's what that was? Okay, I'll look at it. This is... <laughs> This yeah. is, no, folks. See, Sin gets it. Sometimes we don't watch everything Sean sends us. That is yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for that experience, <clears throat> I, I am very grateful. I would be love to be a part of it again next year. And I uh, want to let people know that Sin um, may be open to some bookings. You're going to have to clear that through Mel Storm. That doesn't happen through me, but... Um, from what I saw Monday, <laughs> from, from from what I saw Monday, I think he's got a few matches left in him, and uh, I even did the battle royal. I was okay. Um, I'm not saying that I got a couple matches left because we all know the stigma around that, but um, 
maybe one day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was absolutely a lot of fun. Other than getting oh, lost good. on the way back uh, from Chicago. Damn train. Damn train. Oh, man. <laughs> I've gotten lost on a train. It's not fun. No, no, the train blocked our way of getting home. Yes. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. Um, well, we are not going to start off with a shit list tonight, but because there is so much Aww. controversy that has to be covered, I'm going to start with the very first thing. We may, uh, we are going to be joined at some point by our correspondent, the mad conservative. How do you say it, Sin? Crime fighter. And he, Crimey. We will have Crimey. some updates from him. Um Yay! This is what I want to start with tonight. Got to find my clip here. Hurry up. I got it. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, if you don't leave me alone, you're going to have to send me home. Because I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Yes, I am. All right, we're going to start with this right now. In 2018, there was a statement... Uh, made by my ex-fiance, uh, ex-boyfriend, James Edward Aarons, that I was with uh, for two years during the time of that. Um, <clears throat> there was some things that had happened. Now, Crime Fighter went public with this story on May 17th, 2018. Now, the reason that we have to revisit this is earlier this week, uh, within the last couple of days, um, there has been a post made on um, Crime Fighters uh, STL Live Journal, um, and this was the comment that was made. His mother worked for the Chicago PD. If you had pressed charges in Rockford, speaking of me, Sean, he wouldn't have been able to hurt my seven-year-old in 2013. You were a fucking joke coward for training from that dis- oh. fat, disgusting piece of garbage that never made it big in wrestling. This was left by... Um, An angry somebody mom. that posted, somebody that posted is Mama Don't Play. Now I'm I, I'm a, I'm gonna clear all this up right here right now. Um, and Finn and and Crime, yeah. uh, Crime Fighter and Katie can can kind of fill in where they want to. Um, we have been over at nauseum the situations with the Wild Man Beast and I, the ex, other people that he, uh, young trainees that he has tried to solicit sex from. Um, I'm going to say this. The charges did not stick against him. Um, they should have. They, they should have absolutely been, been stuck in 2009. But what I am going to say is if this happened in 2013 and your seven-year-old was attacked by the beast, why is this man still roaming free? Why did you not yeah, seek Why did you not seek charges? Why are you blaming me because charges weren't pressed? In 2009, when you have the full ability to press charges. Now, I've also been told this, and I don't know uh, about the retroactive part of this, but it has been brought to my attention that in the state of Illinois, there is no longer a statute of limitations 
on sexual assault. Oh, wow. So that being said, you can point the finger at me all you want, Miss Mama Don't Play. Um, but I'm, I'm going to let Sin speak about this, and I'm going to speak about this. I don't know. I'm not going to put it past the guy because I know his history. But I don't know that the beast would actually go after a seven-year-old. He had a thing for younger yeah. teenage trainees, even if they were under I'll be, 18. I'll be yeah. honest. When, when, someone's, when someone is sexually assaulting people, raping, molesting, whatever you want to call it, they have a certain demographic that they follow, meaning they like, you know, boys with blonde hair and blue eyes boys that have, have a certain skin complexion, girls with, with red hair and green eyes, what have you. They have a type. You can blame and my ex, like James. Years old, whatever. Yeah, go right. ahead. You can blame my ex, Jimmy and I, all you want for this, <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is this. This has been going on, and this has been going on. As Sin said, when he started this program, we shared a story about the wild man beast. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Uh, uh, the verse I heard of it was, well, let's see, it was uh, 25 years ago. Uh, it's when I first heard about it when he was training some people. My trainer, just uh, I'll I'll go over it again. Um, my trainer uh, Tim Lyle had mentioned to me that uh, one of these trainees was told that that's how you get the business. You know, yeah, you do that for your trainer. Um, Tim was not happy at that comment, explained to the kids that was not the case. He came to us students, and he mentioned all of this, us, that if we hear anything like that, tell us. Um, and that's kind of what it was left at with, with Beast. Um, I would not hear anything more about it until years later. Um, I mean, after that, I even worked a match against him because he was still being booked on cards, you know, and – you get booked on a card, you don't know you're wrestling them to the day of. Right. It happens. Um, but under it, it, oh. that, that circumstance when I worked him, uh, all I had known was that one situation that occurred. You know, I didn't, and, and to my knowledge, he didn't even do anything at that point. So um, there's oh. been so much more light shed on it now. You know, I can see it a little differently. Right. Um, Katie, you have the floor while I take a bite of my lovely chicken sandwich that I got sitting here in front of me. <laughs> I I have no time for child molesters. I just I don't I don't have much to say on this at all. I'll be honest, just because I'm not going to give them any. You know, not going to mention their names. Not going to. Nothing. I'm not gonna glorify them. Not anything. They don't deserve my. Don't deserve what comes out of my mouth. I am gonna say this. I don't know that these accusations against Beast touching this seven-year-old are valid. I want to <clears> make <throat> that point abundantly clear right now. Mm-hmm. But um, so at the same t- at the same time. Um, we are um. You know, we have to point out the facts as we know them. And, look, if this has been going on this long, and, and look, you can't tell me because the Beast has traveled all over the world. He's been to Puerto Rico. He's been all over. I am flabbergasted that people know about this and still willingly book him because there's there's going to be a lot 
Um, there's going to be a lot that I say here tonight that's going to bust open some other doors on another situation we have to cover. But I'm going to say this. Um, you know, people wanted to give me flack for working with Big Daddy or working alongside of Big Daddy, but people will knowingly book this beast and not say shit about it. I don't think that that's right. And I know that everybody has said, hey, um, you know, there were charges filed against Big, da- uh, Big Daddy and none against Beast. That's fine and well, but there's still multiple accusations against the Beast that should make any legitimate promoter second-guess booking this guy. That's all I'm going to well, say on that. Like I said, I first yeah. heard about it 25 years ago. The fact that things are still being brought up now, it says a, a mouthful. Says more than a mouthful. If you're still talking about it, it's still happening, you know. Yep. Something there's something broken if this is still happening. Exactly. Now, um, we're gonna segue from that into my next discussion. And look, I gotta play this before we even go into this because if I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel stupid. But I want to play this, and we're gonna roll <laughs> right into our next segment. We're going to be uh, well-formatted here tonight, or try to be. You want to be a professional wrestler, but are tired of waiting to hit the ropes? You feel like you're ready to wrestle in the main event just by watching an episode of SmackDown? Well, come to the Codge Hills Wrestling Alliance, where no experience is necessary. Step in our ring, spend as much or as little time as you want, get yourself ready, and we'll book you in all our events. Only you know best when you're prepared to conquer the world. Don't spend months and years slaving under arrogant prima donna veterans who have you pay to put up and take down the ring. Join us, CHWA, and you'll be wrestling in front of millions when we broadcast your matches live online. CHWA, where training is optional because we share your desire to live your fantasy right now. Call us today. All right. <laughs> The next oh, segment. man, that was so bad I yawned through it. I was like, oh, no. oh, <laughs> oh Ladies and gentlemen, cool. please welcome to our airwaves at this time. He is the mad conservative, Sin Say It. Crime fighter. Crimey. Yeah. Or crimey, as we hey. know. Hey, All right. So the next thing that has been brought to my attention is that Pretty Boy Floyd has made his CHWA debut. Now, Pretty Boy Floyd is somebody that Sin and I have known for a very long time. Um, I don't agree with this. I don't. I I really don't. Jeremy Lightfoot has been working down there. And then there was a post made that was brought to my attention by Crime Fighter or somebody else of basically a whole slew of professional, like actually legitimately trained wrestlers vouching for these CHWA guys. Here's my issue with it. Provide legitimate proof that you train them or step the hell down. Because I'm sorry. When, it, when, when I was brought into this business by sin in 2003, I was told that once you go pro, you leave the backyard behind. And I am seeing that I see people that want to work with this crew of individuals, and I appreciate that. I think that's a very wise thing. But at the end of the day, if they are not willing to put in the initiative to get legitimate training, then real professionals 
or people that claim to be real professionals don't need to be working for this company. And then this is the one where we uh, had given you the YouTube of. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty, pretty shoddy uh, television, uh, to say the least. Um, yeah, uh, just um, the guys didn't look trained. Um, I don't know. I mean, is, is this a whole company rehaul? I mean, what's the deal? Are they bringing in? Are they taking out their guys and bringing in new guys that can work? Or is this just kind of a half-and-half half situation? Do you know, Sean? I believe it's a half-and-half. Crime half. Um, Fighter might be able to fill in a little bit more. I don't think I can answer that question either. The simple matter is this. The horse is out of the barn or the gene is out of the bottle, and you're not going to get it back in there. Apparently, there's a lot, there's enough people in the St. Louis area that are using the guys that are, they believe, are fully trained. The problem is we haven't had, let's say, a public pronouncement, this is who trained me, this is who trained me, this is who trained me, all down the line. And I also want a confession that when they started, they did it the wrong way. Yeah, I, I thought it that. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. No, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, too. Because the thing about it is this. I have been doing this 20 years uh, staying about 25, so combined right off the bat, we've got about 50 years experience. You had the old yeah. man's experience who is no longer with us. He had almost 30 to 40 years under his belt himself. That puts us as a conglomerate at, if Steve were still with us, we'd have about 100 years of professional wrestling experience between all the hosts on this program. We yeah. don't, we don't, I don't say these things because they're not true. And Crime Fighter, I actually rewatched the uh, Steve Kane induction that Crime Fighter uh, had me do up in Marengo for Melson Family Wrestling, and it's like this. Crime Fighter and I didn't see eye to eye all the time. He didn't see eye to eye with Steve Kane. However, through the course of this program, there were some very valid points made, um, and, and even promoting the way that Kane and I did that earned us the respect of Crime Fighter. Now, does everything I, that comes out of my mouth, uh, is it right? No. Does it always come out at the right time? No. Do I sometimes no. misfire? Yes. Yes. At the end of the day, we know what the heck we're talking about because we've been around long enough to be able to have these opinions. These are not some marked opinions that watches wrestling uh, every night that it's on television and then has, thinks he's entitled to these opinions. I can back up my opinions because of the experience that I have, the same way Steve King could, the same way Sin can, and because Katie has been with this program uh, eight going on nine years. Um, she's got a good say so too. She knows what the hell she's talking about. She's learned from some of the best. So yep. when we say that training is not optional and self teaching is not an option, it's the truth. Hundred percent. Mm -hmm. you, you can't. There's there's no way to make up for somebody that knows what they're doing and spending hours and hours in a ring with them and learning and the craft and also, of wrestling. It also comes down to this, and then, Crimey, I will give you the floor. These 
boys and girls are not being taught what it means to pay dues. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about pay legitimate dues to the business. And there's a lot of people in this day and age that still have a problem with that. I had one promoter that I clashed with a while ago. He says, well, you don't pay your security guards. I said, no. I said, I don't pay my security guards. I don't pay my ring crew. It's called paying your dues. Unless they're an armed guard from a, a big security company, they're not getting paid. As simple as that. Crime fighter floor is yours. I'll answer that particular point you just made. Sometimes you're going to have to pay them because you're not going to have the personnel you need to do the work that needs to be done. Correct. Unfortunately, that's, some promotions are going to have to pay security and ring crew because they're spending a lot of hours of their own time. Anyway, so I just pulled up their current YouTube channel just to see what they're putting on. And they still got that 14-footer. Oh, 14-foot ring. I know. Um, now I have so is a, that two steps? The turn? last two videos I looked through, I was trying to see if how many of the wrestlers that were performing on the show have been working for MMWA, Dymo Pro, Pro Wrestling Epic, etc. Right. Uh, I'm having difficulty finding some of these folks, but here's what I think is going on. They pretty much use the best of the lot on these other on the uh the uh, higher profile promotions in the St. Louis area. Oh, good grief. The guy calls line to tackle dummy and went to the ground. Oh, Lord. I think that was a pr- that was a joke on his ring entrance, but kind of looks stupid. I hope so. Anyway. Uh, yeah, right. Oh. Um, anyway. What, what I can say about I will this say is that no- this, Go ahead. we did have, we're supposed to have a couple of the the girls from that promotion come up and train at Pinfall Academy or at least get some instruction from us. That apparently has gone nowhere. Well, we had and, and one of our know, personnel I'm, went down to look at or look at their show and it was pretty sad. But there was uh, supposed to yeah. have a couple of them come up to Springfield to train. That apparently happened. And, and mm-hmm. see, this is, my, this is my real problem with it. You've got so many places down there that if you want legitimate training that you can go to, and it's kind of like the Revolution crew in that they don't want to do it. This is, this is going to resurface me talking about Tyler Bodine. I love the kid to death. I think he can be an asset. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, from the time that I last promoted an event in uh, 2017, the only inkling that I've heard about him training anywhere is with Curtis Wilde down at New Breed Wrestling in Missouri. I don't know if that's still happening or not. But that was, that was it. Um, it, comes, it comes like this. A lot of those guys from the Revolution crew didn't have the desire to go out and seek legitimate training, so they never became anything. There are a couple exceptions to that rule. Um, I believe Zach Booth still wrestles when Joey Grunge has shows. I believe that... Um, we do know that Tyler Bodine is still working, but out of that Revolution crew, I believe that's about it, other than Kurt Alexander. Um, that's it. I would say, yes, that's I, would say, I would say in our area, 
you know, in the central area, Powerhouse probably put out the most. I mean, me, Judas, the Phoenix Brothers, um, both Jonas's. Bane. Uh, oh, well, Bane was, Bane was trained with Tim, not by Tim. I did not mm-hmm. know that, but thank yeah. you for clearing that up. There were a lot of people yeah. that trained under Lyle and Brian Lyle, um, and we'll give credit well, where you. There were by Boogie Woogie Man, and Boogie Woogie Man is a legend. There were people that were trained right by the Dreamwave Academy. Um, they oh, yeah. have gone places. Joey, Joey um, I don't know who uh, um, Hegaford. I think that's his last name. I'm trying to think of his first name now trained with, but uh, he was local and got trained properly and does proper matches now. Mike Hartenbauer, um, yes. Um, there, there's, there's quite a few. Training is not optional, folks. It's, it's, it's something that has to be done and done the right way. So, until these CHWA workers that are working for legitimate companies can have somebody vouch for their training and actually provide proof that they've been trained by these people, we are still going to have a complaint with this company. Now, um, I mean, I've I got, got a few people. Hang on. Go ahead. A few people that, yes, I'm not going to feature them on my program. I've kind of limited because I can't tell who start with CHWA now. <laughs> Uh, right. I pretty much can only share it on. I heard some. That, whatever that was, that distracted me. Anyway, uh, I pretty much narrowed it down to like four people that I just will not feature until they kind of publicly state who trained them and then also explain or at least confess. The way they started was the wrong way to go. That is self-taught and started running shows before they actually got training from somebody. Right. Obviously, some of these uh, individuals that I've put on my list, they've gotten pretty good. I will confess. I still want to know who trained them and then explain why... Or at least admit the way they started was the wrong way to go. Right. And I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the most controversial segment that we're going to do here tonight. I'm going to play a little bit of this, and we're going to roll right into it. Um, after, uh, I said, 
Go ahead, Grammy. Where are we going? Because I recognize that song, but I don't know what you tied it to. Um, well, we are going to be covering the controversy surrounding Mr. Jake Crist and a lot of the uh, talent that worked for a former guest of this program. I have sent the link to uh, Katie and uh, Sam, so maybe Katie can pull up this short video from Jake Crist. Um, oh, I've folks, seen it, yeah. I have, I have said this for years, and tonight I'm going to bust this thing wide open as to okay, why so many – so many fingers were pointed at me for my mistake, my one mistake, compared to this individual's countless mistakes. Over the weekend, it was posted on t- Twitter by Jake Crist. For everybody that has been screwed over by a promotion, this is for you. For the people, no excuses. You should have paid me. What's done is done. Now, Jake Crist in a video on Twitter that I originally thought was a work, but it is not. I can guarantee you it is not. Has claimed that he has given Ian Rotten and IWA Mid-South a month to pay him the money owed to him. Um, so, you know, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Okay. I am going to – go ahead, Crimey. I saw the same tweet, yes. He that show this was um referring to or which show it was that he owed money, how much he's owed and how much of a backlog Ian Rotten has accumulated. I mean, this is a situation that happens every few years. I don't know yeah. if correct. Paid off his debt and then he starts running shows again. But He's taken goals over the years. I think the last, the one I was personally witness to was um, the alleged final show in uh, Peoria. Um, but he took a sabbatical. But even then, he handed it so long. You think it's going to be so long for just a while, which turned out to be accurate. Correct. He came back. Supposedly sold the company to somebody, one of his, um, I guess, the second in command. Correct. But due to, uh, I guess, the Mickey Knuckles scandal, I think, maybe, kind of, but mm. you're still in. Um, well, and, and this, folks, this goes way back. I'm going to d- divulge all of this here tonight for the first time ever. IWA Mid-South was founded by Ian Rotten. After he was uh, let go from ECW, they kept Axel Rotten, but they got rid of Ian, and Ian decided to try to bring uh, the ECW style to the state of Kentucky. I am not 100% positive what year they were thrown out of Kentucky, but Jim Cornette, Danny Davis, quite a few others had a hand in making that happen because, uh, and this still holds true to today. Um, that was if you, smoky, smoky, right? Um, it would have been after that because uh, Ian opened in '96. Okay, okay. Um, what did uh, Global Wrestling Federation end? Oh, that's a good code. They teamed for question. that Texas promotion. That's a good question. Let me uh, pull up my Google machine here. Um, the thing about yeah, it is, I'm looking Wikipedia. <laughs> They, um, they got thrown out of the state of Kentucky because their shows were too violent. 
anymore in the state of Kentucky, if you get busted open the hard way in a match, they will stop the event in the state of Kentucky. That still holds true to this day, thanks to the actions of Ian Rotten and IWA Mid-South. This is what I can say. Well, um, hold on at what time. That may have changed uh, during the governorship of Matt Bevan. I'll have to go back in time and review the – because I put it in one of my year in review top ten shows. I don't know how many um, years back it was, but some things were changed during his administration. This is, this is what we know to be factual based on the words of Jim Cornette and Danny Davis and, and a couple others. IWA Mid-South was slated to be the original, the original um, training ground for WWE talent. Before the OVW deal was made official, there had been a deal on Ian Rotten's table. Um, but Ian refused to scrap the, the IWA King of the Death matches in order to obtain that deal from World Wrestling Entertainment. Therefore, uh, OVW was done, and Danny Davis and Jim Cornette launched that, and we know the history of that, and we know that Cornette has said that they wouldn't book any of the guys that Ian was using. They, they wouldn't do it over at OVW, um, with good reason. Now, Ian has been running the state of Indiana on and off for – as long as I can remember, my first IWA Mid-South show was in 2004. He has also um, branched out, and, and there was the company that he worked with over in the Quad Cities. It was NWA No Limits that he uh, screwed over on uh, Ring. They paid him to have a ring delivered uh, that, they, that would be in their ownership. They never received that ring. That was the Evil Brothers out of uh, the Quad Cities. That is... Um, it's, Damn near pretty much uh, led to the dismay of that company, and that was a damn good company. Um, Ian has run Illinois on and off for years. Um, They tried to make a go in Joliet and up around that area. They had problems with venues. Obviously, with the amount of bloodshed, they would. Now, the last recollection that I have of Ian Rotten running in Illinois would have been, uh, I want to say, August of 2013, and I actually did a double shot for him that weekend, and I'm still owed money from that event. Um, so we're going to bring everything full circle now. Ian has been back um, quite a few years. We've had him on the program before Kane died and had to uh, discuss some things that happened at some of his events. But um, it's like this. At first, I thought this was a work based on the promo. Then this is this is – Another statement from Jake Christ. This is as real as it gets. I've given Ian IWA Mid-South a month to make things right, only to get excuses or downright ghosted. For the past few years, I've done everything in my power to help just to be another casualty on the list of people Ian has screwed over. From paying people out of my own pocket to make sure other younger talent gets paid to legit giving Ian money out of my payday to make good with others. Shit. Some guys will. Some guys are so dedicated to other guys, they'll they'll do foolish, blind things. You know, Um, with his history, he should have known he might not see that money again. You know, it's horrible, but what can you say? It's what it is. Yeah. Will Um, he see the money? 
Will we see the money? I doubt it. Let's see. John Wayne Murdoch, Danny Demento, our good old friend Neil Diamond Cutter, as well as Malachi Matthews and a few others have uh, distanced themselves 100% from IWA Mid-South. They will not be returning. Well, I mean, uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, uh, if you've seen his recent work, is extremely bloody and gory. Um, so to think he would even step away from me in, that's saying something. I don't know if that also includes Ian's son. Apparently, I've been told uh Train Wreck is not running anymore because he got in trouble for something. Jesus. Now, this is, this, is, not pretty. This, is, this is where the plot thickens. Uh, Misty Rotten, who is the longtime girlfriend of Ian Rotten, he's, I believe she's actually the woman that broke up uh, Ian's marriage with Patty Rotten, and Patty was a good woman. Uh, got to work with her alongside of her a couple times. Um, but Misty Rotten is putting the blame truly on herself. This is, this is her comment. Most of you know, Ian Rotten is legally blind, and I do 80% of the things for him as a correspondence and stuff on his phone. She claims that she did not do everything that she told Ian she did do. Um, honey, you don't need to throw yourself under the bus because you love Mr. Rotten, but um, I, I really don't. I don't see I don't how agree that makes with, it better. It I, doesn't. I don't understand how that makes – that, does that – pay off the people that he owes money to. No, it doesn't do anything. Her, her statement does nothing, you know, other than say, oh, it's me, but there's still somebody at blame, and there's something in general wrong with IWA. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, right. It doesn't fix anything, her taking the blame. This is the other thing that was posted before they had made the announcement that they had canceled their events. I had posted this because I had found it. Uh, Let me find my post here. This was left on the IWA Mid-South Facebook page by SPD Rentals. There will be no wrestling event at the Summit Park District Recreation Center on June 18th, 2022. This event has been canceled. Now, IWA and Misty and uh, Ian are trying to spin it to say that they canceled the event. Oh, no, 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 no. Your event was canceled by the venue because the venue got wind of all of this and said, we don't want you back in our facility. End of the day, simple, simple, plain as butter, bread and butter, that's it. If you don't have a venue, you can't run. If you owe people money, you can't run. And this is, this is where I'm going to say what I've been waiting to say for years. I made one mistake in my promotional career where I were in one event that I could not pay everybody in full. I've had to cancel some other events. But compared to Ian Rotten's history – of this, and I don't care how big of a name you claim Ian Rotten is. The fact of the matter is, the guy's name has been dragged through the mud so many times, there can't be anything left to that reputation whatsoever. So when people want to take shots at me for running one event where everybody didn't get paid in full and me taking some years off and promoting events where I could pay everybody in full again, um, to say that I should be blackballed from the business for one mistake, why are these same people not pointing the finger at Mr. Ian Rotten and going, 
there should never be another cold day in hell that IWA Mid-South, let alone Ian Rotten, is allowed to promote a wrestling event. Well, isn't that the innate problem? There isn't anybody anywhere saying that, so he keeps running events. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the difference mm-hmm. is he had clout. He could recover from because he had the distribution deal with um, Mark Mark or RF Video. Yes. One of the, one of Mark those. Mark. Yes. I mean, they could recoup their money over time. Pay out what was up, but as of this moment, I don't know how he to whom. I don't see him being you able to bounce back for You sold money from 2013. Right. Um, you know, I – and look, everybody says in the wrestling business this happens. It does, but, you know, when it's a common thread – um, what, like for me, for instance, I learned my lesson once and, and have always crime fighter would tell you when you pull up to the venue, I have everybody's payday in the lockbox lockbox sits with my mother. And as soon as I see the whites of your eyes, you get the white envelope. That's, that's the way I've done business. I was taught that by Paul Eubanks. Um, love that man to death. Been a while since we talked to him. Hope all is well with him, but that's the way it is. And it's a sign of respect. If I've got somebody new coming to work for me that doesn't know the first thing about me and I can pay them as soon as they arrive, chances are that's going to negate any negativity that they may hear. Um, in not, this to case, mention, not to mention might improve the matches. Right. I know if I, if I got my payday up front, I would feel more of an obligation. I always try to put on my best match, but I would definitely feel an obligation to you know, go that extra mile. You know what I mean? You know when a promoter takes Jeremy Red off the bat. Yeah. I don't. I don't see Ian being able to bounce back from this, but he's bounced back before. Um, I have submitted this to Jim Cornette for comment. Um, all of it. Um, we're going to see if that drops on his podcast sometime this week or next, and uh, we'll try to get that uploaded here on our studio so I can play that comment. But seriously. And it also boils down to this. When, when I had that one mishap, everybody's like, oh, nobody will work for you again. There are plenty of people that will come in and work for me. But why is it that everybody knows Ian's history and people still choose to work for him? That blows my mind, too. There's a niche of hardcore fans, be it wrestler, deathmatch wrestlers, or uh, crowd fans, that that's what they go for. Some wrestlers just see it kind of as a badge of honor to wrestle for that company at times. I don't know. Now, I will say this. I know that they had done their pre-sale for the King of the Death matches. I'm going to make an assumption here. It's not based on facts. It's just an assumption. Just the way I feel that I see things because he's done this before. I believe they announced their dates um, in the Chicagoland area leading up to the King of the Death matches. They put the tickets on sale for King of the Death matches, and we're going to try to use some of that money to fund the shows until King of the Death matches, and then hope to make enough money off the shows they run before King of the Death matches to be able to fund King of the Death matches. I hope that makes sense wow. to everybody that's listening, because uh, he's done it before. He has 100% done it before. 
So anybody that bought a ticket to King of the Death matches in Summit, Illinois, which was supposed to take place in August, I would be hounding down the doors of PayPal or whoever you have to to get your money back on those tickets because uh, quite a few years ago when Ian was uh, announcing his comeback on the Chicago Pro Board, there were people owed from like a 2006 or 2007 King of the Death matches that had bought tickets that never saw their money. Oh, my. My, my. I never um, got cool. more of those shows anyway. <laughs> now, Prime Fighter, you had too. some. Go ahead. I never. I can't. I can tolerate one or two ultra hardcore matches. My term for for death match because someone doesn't actually die. Although it's come close to somebody actually dying due to the injuries they suffered in the match. Some of those hideous strikes are on YouTube somewhere, which I'm surprised is been allowed to stay up. But Now, uh, Crime Fighter, getting back to the thing with Jake Chris, you had made a good comment about... You had made a good comment about Jake Chris burning the IWA Mid-South titles, and I want you to go ahead and bring that up because we'll let Finn and Katie... And myself kind of elaborate on this. Okay. On that point, I think Jake Chris made a tactical error. If you're owed money and you have something that is owned by either in the South or the belts are owned by Ian Rotten and you're just holding them because you're the current champion, the last thing you want to do is destroy the leverage you have to get your money. By burning those belts, and I don't know how much they cost to make. I I can only like think of um, how much the PWA titles cost to make. <clears throat> like a few hundred bucks for each belt. I can't Im- Whatever it costs to replace those belts and when I don't even miss out comes back, and I'm predicting they'll be back in a year. That's my prediction. One year, they'll be back. Um, uh, I, gonna, I agree. Well, go ahead let me and finish my I'll point, let you and then we'll, yep, go, then we'll go to the go next ahead. point. Um, the simple matter is this. Whatever money he's owed, they'll deduct the cost to pick the belt from his old money, or he forfeits whatever he's owed entirely because he destroyed the bill. Ian Rottenberg may very well catch up on all the debts all these other wrestlers he owes money to, but Jake Chris is going to be the one because he burned these title belts. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead. Finn, I'll let you start with that. Um, I 100% agree with that. I think if you if you have something of value to somebody that owes you money um, and you go to court, at least you can say, hey, I'll give him back when he pays me. You know, you, you have that going for you. Now, if you go to court with a guy and he owes you money and they're like, well, didn't you destroy his property? Well, well yeah, I did because he owed me money. I destroyed his stuff. Oh, well, how much was that worth? Well, it was, you know, worth about as much as he owed me or even say half as much. Okay, well, obviously that's going to affect the outcome of the decision. 
I, I mean, I don't see how you're doing yourself any favors in destroying the belt. You know, I, it's, I, it's, a, it's a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling you go with and regret later. Yes. Uh, Katie, what say a few about that? <laughs> Everything's been said. <laughs> you got um, me. You know, well. and and the thing about it is this: IWA at one point was one of the greatest wrestling promotions around the Midwest. But that day has come and gone, and Ian keeps repeating things like this. Or, or be honest here, the King of the Death matches really doesn't need to happen anymore. There have been so many spinoff deathmatch tournaments because of that that do we really have a need for it in 2022? I, mm-hmm. I, I say no. I say no. Um, There's been several of them. The Carnage Cup down in somewhere in the southern part of the United States, obviously Ian Rotten's own son, JC, has won deathmatch shows or deathmatch tournaments. Well, I mean, you got a whole train wreck and got major heat for that. I mean you've got the same people from OBW. I mean you've got groups of wrestlers so that they pretty much wrestle exclusively death matches. I mean you look like you look at Neil Diamond Cutter, he can work a regular great match. But um after he was working down south and moved back up, he just is totally into the death match scene. You know, the way it's Let's face it, if you have one on a card, it's pretty easy to get over with the crowd, you know, using weapons. Um, Deathmatch tournaments, I I just don't see it. I mean, I saw one deathmatch tournament that I watched from beginning to end. I want to say that was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And that was in Japan. And then they had guys like Carrie Bam Bam Gordy. Um... Uh, uh, the the finals I remember were uh, Terry Funk versus Mick Foley, when when Mick was still kind of known more for a WCW kind of Japan thing, um, right? And that was the main event had the C4 uh, barbed wire boards and all that stuff. And we're watching that and seeing, well, that was kind of interesting. That was different. You know what I mean? Especially seeing guys like Gordy. And I forget there was a couple other, like, of his level of fame, you know, he's a former Freebird, you know, so there there adds some legitimacy to it. And Cactus had been on TV, and Terry Funk was pretty much already a legend at that point. So, okay, Japan, you had your death match, it was good. And then ECW, ECW to me was never a death match company. They were a violent, hardcore company, but they weren't deathmatch. There's a difference. You, you know what I mean? Like like Crimey said, deathmatches, they take it all the way to the point where they about are dead. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. And, well, it also mm-hmm. dramatically reduces their lifespan, and we know a few people that are no longer with us because they did that. Exactly. Uh, long live J.C. Bailey. Uh, I mean, AC Bailey, most recently, Marcus Crane. Correct. Although it was not done at IW Mid South. I believe his injuries came from Game Changer Wrestling, who is doing those type of uh, 
ridiculous ultra hardcore matches and play a deathmatch tournament every so yeah, often. Yeah, well, that's 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 where that idiot Nick Gage comes from, who Sin and I have zero respect for, and I'd tell him that to his face. I, I really don't give a damn. I have zero respect for him. Combat zone. He's an idiot. No, he's yeah. been a regular and a, and a main guy behind GCW. Has been Nick Gage. He's one of their boys. Okay, uh, Combat no, Zone is also, I think, doing them every so often too. See, I they mean, used to, uh, although and, not and as much. Let me, let me say that one at a time. I worked with DJ Hyde, uh, who was the promoter of Combat Zone um, when Ian had that show down in Peoria. DJ Hyde is a very smart guy. Um, Masada worked Bucky Collins at, at one of those. It was a two-night of events. I was there. But one of the nights, um, Bucky Collins wrestled Masada, and that was really good. I mean, I, you can say what you want about Masada. He is known for his death matches. When that guy wants to go out there and have a real good match, he can do it. I've, I've seen it. He did one up in Rockford not that long ago that was um, pretty good. So, you know, DJ Hyde – I, I think that um, he's got a good vision. I don't know if he's still in charge of things there, but I don't agree with all that either. And then let's let's be honest here. We got the expose on XPW on Dark Side of the Ring, and XPW is now back. I uh, don't agree oh with my. that either. What wow. is that? XPW. XP, oh, XPW. That's the exact okay. name. Um, because that was the one run by Rob Black and, and just all the shenanigans. And let's remind everybody what happened at XPW. They were stupid enough to book uh, Vic Grimes versus New Jack in a scaffold match. And in that oh scaffold match, New Jack tasered um, Vic Grimes while on the scaffolding and then threw yep. him off the scaffolding and tried to hit him on the ring post. And Luckily, Vic Grimes lived to tell about it, but that was a receipt from what he did to New Jack back in, I want to say 2000, at uh, an ECW pay-per-view, where they had gone to uh, take the bump off the balcony that was not created right, and uh, uh, Vic didn't want to go, and Jack's like, we're going on three, and and pulls him with him, and Vic did a a front flip and landed right on New Jack's head, which caused a lot of his... um, Problems. I'm not going to say that New Jack didn't have problems before then, but this created a lot more problems for Mr. New Jack. So well, that – go ahead. Oh, New Jack was the closest thing to you that uh, you had a uh, death wrestling wrestler in ECW. I mean, because – I mean – Every – yeah, wrestling, the man, every, everything, every, everything starts with, well, one night blasted on coke. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yep. I uh, uh, one one guy I'll say that that's wrestled a lot of hardcore that that totally gets it. Madman Pondo, I would have yeah. I've had him work for me a couple times. I would have never known it until I was actually in the ring with him. But Pondo gets it, and he knows how to make the crowd get more excited. Um, doing some of the hardcore spots without it being like death hardcore spot you know he'll he'll have you he'll put tacks in his mouth and you hit him and he spits him out so it goes by the crowd and they're like holy shit those are real tacks you know what i mean he does all the little things all the little things and he just he does them because he knows them 
and he knows what gets over, and he doesn't. He he did earlier in his career, but he doesn't need a pair of scissors to start slicing people's arms open or heads open, like you know what I mean, like he did earlier in his career. Right. Um. So I, I'm calling that you know workers. If if you hear that IWA is coming back, venues. If you hear IWA is coming back, think twice about it. Let this be heed our heed our omen. Because yeah. this is not this is not something you want to get in bed with. This is not something you want to have any ties to. And any fans in the Summit Illinois area know that there are other promotions that are now looking into the building that he was running. Um, to bring legitimate wrestling back to that area. Um, I'm going to close up the first half of this show with the following announcement. It was broken by Dreamwave Wrestling. And look, I know that Dreamwave and I have gone round and round and round, and there's good reasons for that. Um, But at the end of the day, they have my respect. Um, Mr. Repsol, I will always thank, along with Kurt Razzo, for legitimately giving my start in this business, but it was announced that Dreamwave Wrestling is going to have a big special guest at this upcoming show on August the 20th at Luz Legrados in Peru, Illinois. Um, boy, I, 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 you know what? I don't know that the guy's going to be the biggest draw in the world, but I like this. I think this is a good direction for them to be going. I'm going to give credit where it's due. Listen, listen. Platinum Max Caster is coming to Dreamwave Wrestling Summer Spectacular on August the 20th at Luz Legrado in Peru, Illinois. Uh, we do not know if he will be wrestling at this time. That has not been announced. But Max will be available for autographs and photo ops before the show and at intermission. Uh, well, I sound ridiculous if I say I don't know who you're talking about. The rapping guy from AW. He was the what? Go ahead, Sean. The rapping guy from AEW, the guy that does all those good oh, raps that you oh. like. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, him. <laughs> That's... A bit controversial. He's gotten uh, headlines for things he said and uh, gotten in trouble for it. He, he's, of course, most recently... Uh, found Vince McMahon star on Hollywood Walk of Fame, tweeted a picture of himself giving it the middle finger. Okay. So that's that's some guy that doesn't care about his future in the industry. <laughs> uh, I don't think he cares about Vinny Mac. It's the thing. Um, but that's where the real money is. We're going to talk about that later because there's stuff about him. AEW is going to be cutting so many guys because they have so much talent. Where does he think he's going to go? Correct. There's a lot of to go other than WWE because it's not a competition for a wrestling career anymore. It's been that way for a while. I mean, that's why AEW has been such a threat to WWE. It's because they've kind of made it, they've shown the way to a whole lot of wrestlers. That you can you can reach the pinnacle of professional wrestling. You don't have to go through WWE anymore. Right? I don't see how though AEW doesn't draw the numbers WWE does. And, and we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that on the second half of our program um, because we we do have a lot more to cover here tonight. 
Uh, when we come back from the break, we are going to open things up with what is going on with Jeff Hardy. And from there, we will roll into yeah. our WWE review preview and our AEW review preview plus everything else. Uh, Crime Fighter, uh, actually. What's going on with them? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Crime Fighter, if you want to stay with us or refresh your call, go right ahead. That's Folks, what I'm listener, doing. i got to refresh. The listener lines are open at 515-602-9678. But uh, we do want to remind everyone that calls into this program, you are subject to screening. Um, we, we still have to do this because there's still – Plenty of people out there that are haters. I am going to play something in uh, yeah. in in memoriam of uh, some people that we've lost, and even my brother tonight. This was an older one by a newer band called Saul. The name of the tune is Brother. We will be back in about five minutes, thirty seconds. Go grab something to drink and come right back for the second half of Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil. Bring the turmoil. Come on.
Professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. Between you, me, and Sid, 18 small. joints. They were small. <laughs> Very there small. Many joints. There you, are you many should, joints. You should see the size of the joints that Miss uh, Canadian up there rolls, because she sent me pictures of some of them, and I'm like, look, if I smoked <laughs> that with you, you'd be picking my little ass up off the floor. Drug limp. <laughs> um, no pressure, like to welcome- no pressure. <laughs> I should have said I should have showed you the picture of the one I just smoked. Sorry that I didn't. And then you would okay. know. But yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty big soon. Well, every day I bless and yes, I you can see the flames in my eyes. Me I go smoke some ganja now. Me I go smoke some ganja now. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, well, you Don't know. smoke some ganja now. Don't smoke some ganja now. I do, uh-huh. I do, I do work at a smoke shop, so I do sell, <laughs> yeah. uh, I do sell a lot of ganja. Um, I want to welcome everybody back to Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live, Blog Talk Radio. Tonight is Bring the Turmoil, and compared to the rant. Rampant, raging uh, rants that I have had in the past. I think I was pretty mellow on everything that I delivered here on hour one. Um, I am gonna, yeah. I am gonna, I am gonna open this part of the program with a shit list though, because to get this off my chest, I've, I, I, I have been, I, I've had this on my chest for about a week uh, since last week when we had Mr. C Red on here, and I was delivered this oh, news. Oh, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no.
You know, it behooves me when um, I learn about things that – yes, that's my word um, – that have happened a year prior. Um, last week on Wrestling Authority Radio, it was brought to my attention by C-Red, um, and Sin was on this program for me, that the women's wrestler that um, we had come in and be a part of that event – did not receive her full payday. And oh, I really? Told, I was not yeah. told about this until last Thursday. Oh. And then uh, I actually got to meet her on Monday. And and let me tell but you. She got paid, right? She got paid, right? She did not get the rest of her money. She won't ever see it from Brian Blade. If I would have been told about it that night, I would have pulled the remainder of her money oh owed out of my pocket. Um. Now, everybody knows my history with Brian Blade. I've worked with him on and off, and Kane worked with him on and off for a few years and all of that. And, and at the end of the day, um, C-Red said what C-Red had to say, and now I'm going to say what I have to say. Um, I think you are a low-life scum to uh, use me for my – me being Sean – to use me for the assets that I could provide to your company for your big event in Elgin, Illinois last year. I had Crime Fighter drive up from Springfield to film the event. I paid Crime Fighter out of my own pocket. Brian Blade does still not have a uh, copy of that DVD and won't because I paid Crime Fighter to film that, and I have the I still have the DVD sitting here. He will never see that, uh, especially now. Um, I want to remind everybody a couple other things that have happened recently. He had an event back in uh, March that Sin and I were supposed to be a part of, and we were really looking forward to it. I helped Brian Blade obtain Aiden English, a.k.a. Matt Raywalt, for that event. Um, he came to me and asked me to save him and bail his ass out on this, and I did. And then I got unbooked from, from the event because of Beast, because of Levi McDaniel, who raised his hand to Gina, the special needs girl, um, uh, Levi's tag partner, Van Johnson, and uh, I believe Tyler Bodine was in on that, and maybe even Chief Atakula Kula. Um, that's fine. But, you know what? You guys seem to think that it's okay for him to screw uh, Chicago talent around and then come and try to run Chicago. I'm here to tell you right now, the next time that I find out that he's running in the Chicagoland area, there's going to be hell to pay. Um, Renee Von Peebles did not deserve to be treated in the manner that she was by Mr. Blade. And then... Uh, like I said, if I would have been told that she only got half her pay, I would have rectified the situation long before now. I, however, will state this. I am not going to take money out of my pocket to make good on that payday. Did I book her? Yes, I did. But there was an agreement made earlier in the day of that event by Brian Blade and myself and C. Red that, hey, my girl, other girl isn't going to make it here tonight. You got that girl coming with Red, don't you? Yes, I do. Can she work? Yes, she can. This is her payday. And it was agreed upon. And then to find out that she only got half her money. Um, and I told this last week on the, on the program, Brian Blade was given a flat rate by that bar of two grand uh, to provide the ring and, and pay for his in-house talent. The bar paid for all of the advertising. The bar paid for all of the names. The bar paid for all the transportation and hotel accommodations for said names. Now, we also take into consideration the first show in Elgin last year had a crowd of over 300 paid. Um, how the hell did he not have the money to pay her in full? 
that's my question because he continued running after that. The second show in Elgin last year, July last year, had James Storm and Eric Bischoff and the return of Christopher Daniels. And then he ran in August on a Friday night with Tommy Dreamer and Rhino and I think maybe one other name. So you got money to pay all them, but Sean does you a favor and you're going to screw over one of the girls that I bring in that bails you out of a sticky situation. I find that to yep. be low. Very low. Very low. Which is why I'm going to say this. Brian Blade, you might as well keep your company in Iowa. Um, You might as well keep your company over in Nebraska. Any other states you can run. Because if I get an inkling that you're running Illinois, I'm going to be putting you on full blast and alerting everybody that you have a problem paying talent much like Ian Rotten. Now, you can point the finger back to me and say, well, Sean, you had one show in 2012 where you didn't pay everybody. Guess what, buddy? That is almost uh, – actually, at this point, that was 10 years ago. You not paying somebody is as recent as a year. This is not me throwing uh, uh, ro- uh, rocks at a glass house here. That's not what I'm doing. I don't believe that anybody should be taking bookings with this man, especially out of the Chicagoland area, knowing this knowing the credentials that C-Red and his crew have, knowing what I bring to the table, knowing what Sin was going to bring to the table for that March event, I don't see the need for anybody to work for this man. He, he decides that he wants to run over in Nebraska and other states. He lives in Algonquin, the last I knew. Um, you, you have fun doing your shows over there because Illinois does not have space for a promoter and this goes for Ian Rotten, too, that does not want to pay their talent in full, especially when you're being paid that kind of money by the bar to take care of everything. You know, I, I had that same problem once. I've told this story. I was promised a set rate to go work. Uh, we'll just choose the first name for a guy named Ivan in Chicago. And uh, I got there. I worked my match. Um they put our match pretty high on the card because Milo Cash wanted to work me specifically for this. And Milo was kind of like his guy. You know what I mean? Right. He was, he was his main guy. And uh, Milo came over to me, you know, we talked about the match and stuff and how it went. And I'm like, you know, Milo, everything's fine, but uh, he gave me half my payday. And he just looked at me and he's like, what? I'm like, he gave me half my payday. He's like, you wait here. I'll be right back. All I see is him walk over to Ivan, start yelling at him. Ivan reaches into his pocket, gives him money, comes back over and hands it to me. The problem solved. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. I mean, I, uh, I'm going to let Crime Fighter and Katie speak on this, but look, I have worked on events where I, haven't been, where I haven't been paid. Katie knows about this. Sin knows about this. Does it happen in the wrestling business? It sometimes does. It's not always the fault of the promoter. But in this instance, he had more than enough money in his pocket, plus what he made off his merch table, to be able to pay Renee Von Peebles in full. I see no excuse for that not to happen. And also the shenanigans he pulled with her on having her wait to get her payday. When I paid the rest of Red's crew as soon as they got there, as Red said, I met them in the parking lot with their envelopes. Yeah, Red mentioned... uh mentioned he had to wait a long time to get this money and then it wasn't even the full amount with uh with her not in this case but in her case 
Correct, because I'll, I'll clarify things. I was responsible for C-Red Miles Mercer's payday, as well as Angus McDuff and Crime Fighter. Um, the agreement had been made with Blade Nye that, hey, you've got a girl show, not showing up, so take her payday and give it to Renee. That's what exactly. he was told. That's, that's what it was agreed upon, and it was not done or lived up to, and I'm not happy about it. I think, um, and Crime Fighter can speak on this as, as he wants to, but I think the quality of Mr. Brian's Blade show speak for themselves, and as we talked about last week, the first show in June in Elgin had about 300. July started to trickle down. By August, he was lucky to have 100, maybe 120 people paid at that event because he had left such a bad taste in people's mouth with his product that they, they, they didn't want to see it again. Grandfather, I'll let you have the floor on that. Um, some of the talent he has is good. Some of the talent he uses not so great. Uh, gosh. I try, I, the day that you uh, pulled from the show, I mentioned, and I said, hey, you know, you got – this is what's coming for you. You, if you, you got to make this right somehow. But he could not. He did not want to deal with the hassle of, or he thought he couldn't replace all the talent that wanted to pull off the show because you were there. Right. So, um, when uh, now I was still going to go up and film the show if I was being paid. And I wanted to confirm if I was going to be paid or not. When it was like. No, we don't need to. I just not go. I did something else. You, Usually, he's got a dog. No, that was Finn coughing, unfortunately. I'm sorry go. about oh. that. I coughed on some water. Yeah. I took a drink of water yeah. and I started like, coughing. That was uh, legit water. All right, I drink that water. All right, sorry uh, about that. Go ahead, crime fire. Uh, talking about going up and filming the show for them. Usually when I go up to the Chicago area, I mean, yes, I've done right there to film a show, but usually I go to the Chicago area, I'm staying the weekend, so I have split it up between going to this wrestling show and then going to my favorite arcade, because obviously I'm their gamer of the year for another mm-hmm. two months, and there will be a new one crowned, but... Since I go up there all the time, just get a little money to kind of cover bills, but uh, right on the trip going up there. Now, and it comes down like this: the number one talent that Crime Fighter had a problem with, and so did I, was one of their champions, Mister Fitness Two, which Red talked about last week, because uh, Miles Mercer had to work him. And I, I, I got to call this spade a spade. If it wouldn't have been for Miles Mercer, that match would have been the drizzling shits. I was not impressed with uh, the performance of one. Mr. Fitness, obviously, he is the most out- – I guess the gimmick <laughs> is a parody of Richard Simmons. Like, the total opposite of fitness. Overweight and smoke, two things you – now, there are plenty of big guys in professional wrestling, and they do smoke, but you kind of don't want to showcase that. Uh at least the smoking part when you're coming to the ring wrestling about to wrestle a match 
That kind of doesn't nah, yeah. look the part, so to speak. Uh, I believe Sandman pulled it off, and uh, they tried to do it with uh, Paul White when he was in WCW. He lit up a cigarette on the entranceway and watched a match, and that did not go over well. I do remember that. During the Attitude I, Era, everybody was like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I do. to make a lie of the stogie and do it, probably get away right. with it. Like MJF, if like MJF went down to watch a match and lit up a stogie, that fits him. You know what I mean? That's a that's kind of gimmicky, you know. But like just sitting back and puffing on a cigarette, mm, uh, not the best. No, especially with kids in the crowd. All right, we're gonna move this along. It has been announced on June fifteenth that Jeff Hardy had been arrested again for another DUI. That ain't so. Well, I, know, I, thought, right? I thought he was clean when he left the WWE. Well, well okay. yeah. Because that's always why WWE lets good talent go, because they're clean, right? Um, <laughs> you know, Jeff Hardy <laughs> has accomplished the trifecta. He's been fired from, <clears throat> was suspended for DUI. WWE, Impact Wrestling, and now AEW. And, and he also has that. He also has that extremely infamous match against Sting at uh, Impact, where Sting literally yeah. was told him back, get him on the mat and just legit shoot pin him and get out of the ring because <laughs> he's messed up. Um, <laughs> and the crowd was royally pissed. Oh Gun yeah, they were, they were booked. They were booked. Jeff Hardy versus Sting, and what they got was tackle to the ground pin. <laughs> no, now, of course, I'd be pissed too. Uh, Hardy was arrested. I do believe he is out on bond, but this has been his third DUI in under five years. Um, yep. due to the re- coming from the reports of. Um, Jim Cornette with this live update that was posted on their YouTube. Um, Cornette claims that uh, Hardy did not even have a valid driver's license at this time. Probably, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Probably not if you're on your third DUI. Um, look, I'm a Jeff Hardy fan, but this this somebody needs to get him some help before it's too late. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it publicly. Uh, did you? Um, you know, Did I you see what, was, what they one at a time. Go ahead, oh. Crimey. Did you see what they just announced in the last? I don't know today. AEW is going to be Jeff Hardy versus one of the Uzos, the one that keeps getting in trouble for uh, in a letter match for a set of keys to a car. <laughs> yes. Oh my that God! That is for money in the bank. Oh, no, God. that's a joke, folks. That that is a legitimate joke, but we have to we have to poke fun where we can. Um, I feel bad, but at the end of the day, this this is all coming down to we need to get these guys the help that they need. And at With least that, he didn't yeah. kill anybody. At least he didn't kill anybody. That's all I could say in a positive frame about drinking and driving. At least he didn't hurt himself or others. He got pulled I'm over. Like yeah, unlike yeah. Sonny, who straight up killed the dude. 
<laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, she's we will to get her case get... dismissed. I was just going to bring that up. She is trying to file a lawsuit to have the charges dismissed. Oh, boy. Good luck. My, my. Yeah, good luck with that. All right. We start off AEW Dynamite last night with a hair versus hair match. Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. And Ortiz gets his head shaved. Yes. Just to mention, this was out of St. Louis, so it's in my coverage area. Um, then this is this was the match that Cornette, um, he has not put out his review of this match yet, but this is the one that he was shitting all over. Um, you've got something really good with Wardlow. You've got you you've mm. got something really really good there. Um, however. When we have Wardlow versus 20 plaintiffs or the security guards that Mark Sterling was representing, this is shit. This is absolute shit. It was shit. Calm the um, knock around, guys. I like Mark Sterling. Sin and I have worked, uh, worked shows with Big Daddy with him back in the day. But, yep, uh, back in the day. This, this, is not, this is not any good. Not any good at all. Not the Mark Sterling from Kansas City. This is the Mark Sterling. I made that blunder. Yeah. No blunder. That's not. That's not the same Mark Sterling. No, that is not the wrestler Mark Sterling. That and Jeremy Wyatt, different person. I found that out the hard way. Well, I feel better about that. Um. Hmm. Then we got Dex Harwood versus Will Osprey. Um, this should have been a match and a half. I, I did not get to see all of it, but uh, Will Osprey picked up the win. Makes sense. Um, and then there was a big old brawl. Yes. Moxley will take on Tanahashi at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Oh, I'm sorry. Forbidden Door, yep. Big yawn there. Yep. Big yawn. Sammy Guevara <laughs> really? and Ty, Ty Conti have joined the JAS. God, can we just please get Jericho <laughs> out of these factions already? Please. I know, well, right? You know, he's, Sean. He's, the vet, he's the vet that's got to get the young guys over. That's the story there. No, yeah. really. He's not doing it. <laughs> he's not doing shit. Then, then we have the tournament uh, that had started last week for this new championship that we have in AEW, the All Atlantic Championship. Oh yeah, did you hear Tony Khan's comments about this? No, I did not. You want to share some of those with us, please? Yes, yes. Tony Khan was trying every trick in the book to make this title make sense because the question had come up to him in an interview about there already being so many titles. Because, you know, they, right now they're having Ring of Honor titles on there. And, you know, they're having, for a while they had uh, the Mexican belts on there. And just all these different belts on his show, correct? Well, mm-hmm. um, one question about, is a new belt necessarily a good idea? Do you need another new belt? He's like, well, I have a vision for this belt. A lot of the European wrestlers don't get a chance to mid-Atlantic and the European wrestlers will actually have a shot finally 
That's not to say American wrestlers can't win it. They can still win it, too. Okay, wait a minute. So he just said in the statement, because I, I read this interview, that it's to give a certain niche of wrestler publicity, right? But then in the very next statement said, but also Americans can win it. What? What? Is that just like a European title was in WWE? Just an extra throwaway title? Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's and what it sounds like um, to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Go ahead, Crammy. They are going to do a separate, let's say, a, kind of like NXT UK. If they're going to do something like that out in Europe with uh, the AEW brand, then fine. It's, until that materializes, no, it didn't not sound the like right that. time. Yeah, it didn't sound like that at all. Like, he didn't talk about running shows and getting those people. He talked about having them on their TV program, you, you know, which is already oversaturated. So I don't get and, it. You know, and besides the fact that Forbidden Door is bringing sales from other companies into the company. So, I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, your next match was Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. This was a rematch uh, from not, I, I believe, the last pay per view these two faced off in uh, <clears throat> the uh, Owen Hart women's whatever. Oh, it was it was the match. It was the show before the pay per view, the televised um, show before the pay per view, because uh, Britt Baker won over and then wrestled Ruby Riot in the finals at the pay per view. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Hangman. Ruby Soho, not Ruby Wright. Anymore. I love Ruby Soho. So do I. It looks like, and I, it looks, I, I like Ruby Wright too. Heidi Lovelace. Yeah, <laughs> Heidi Lovelace. We're um, just going to keep throwing out names. <laughs> Tony, um, after the match, Thunder Rosa appeared with the title pointing at Tony Storm in the ring, so it looks like they're going to be trying to set something up between those two. I'm going to skip I over this so. thing. This segment about the TBS title and whoever this new commentator will be on on uh, Rampage. Uh, Jesus, can we get Excalibur off the mic? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hangman Adam Page appeared and says that he wants a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Okada. So we have more titles coming to AEW. Well, we, we, we can't we can't have the AEW title defended, can we? <laughs> we gotta have an interim champion while uh, Punk CM Punk is recovering from injury. Yeah. Which I mean, the time surprising they did this. They did this. We, we do this, not we we know that it will be nine months for Cody Rhodes. We do not have a timeline on Punk yet. Yeah, I knew Cody came out to nine months. Which which uh, mark my words here, guys. I'm calling it. Royal Rumble is eight months from now. Cody, I, I guarantee you, knowing that man will be ready for the Royal Rumble, and it would be a great way for him to return and win. Then we get uh, Adam Cole promo. He's going to face Jay White at the Forbidden Door. This is one of the matches that I do want to see on this pay-per-view. Um, this will be a damn good match. Can it put Cole back on the map where he should be? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, then, I have a lot of questions about this whole pay-per-view. And then your main event last night, and I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth, but they are. 
it was Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus against the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships in a ladder match. Why? Why does every tag bout a multi-person bout have to have a stipulation in it? Unless FTR's in it. If FTR's in it, you know you're just going to have a good wrestling match. Seems like whenever they get a group of elder guys together, there's some kind of weird step. And your winners and new AEW Tag Team Champions for the third or fourth time now, the EVPs of All Elite Wrestling, the Young Bucks. So who are they going to lose it to since they can't lose them to the Hardys now, FTR? I don't know that they'll do that. They made FTR job to them, and then there was one rematch, and we haven't seen anything since. And Luchas and Luchasaurus is possibly injured because he took a horse. I heard about that. Through tables from way up high, and Christian Cage has spent a bunch of time on the ground with him before he went into the ring and attacked Jungle Boy. Okay, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Well, you know, everywhere Christian goes, they try to make him a popping face early on. And before you know it, he's a heel. That's just how they like to use him. I'm a big Christian Cage fan, and I don't understand how these companies book him. Impact did a good job. The instant classic, I like that gimmick. And we have breaking news out of the land of the WWE. We have new women's tag team champions. The team of Vincenna McMahon and Jana Laurinaitis. What? <laughs> that a joke? Yes, that would be it's a joke. It's obviously a joke because Sasha was given a release, was it yesterday or today? Yes. Was it today or yesterday? I don't remember. I know Sasha I wanna, just got released. I want to say um, yesterday. Today, yesterday, Sasha Banks may have left. Now, Although no are statement you, has been put out. No. Yeah. Are you guys ready to hear the results as far as the ratings for AEW last night? Okay. Yeah, and this is this is going back to my point of why it's not a replacement for WWE as a wrestler. Do you want to make this real is, money? This is the headline from CagesideSeats.com. AEW Dynamite viewership plummets for the build to Forbidden Door. Who is who is banging what? Not me. Not me. Not it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm so a good girl. Di- Dynamite netted 761,000 viewers for a .28 rating in the 18 to 49 year old demographic. These are the Very lowest awesome. numbers of the year for AEW in this metric. And another article that I saw said that this had been the lowest that their ratings had been in over a year. Uh, CM Punk. That's all I got to say. No CM Punk. <laughs> what? No CM Punk's not your champion? What, what's that? I think the, here's what's really interesting. WWE is having major trouble selling tickets to basically hire seat fillers to fill their venues. 
Yeah. Correct. And, but their ratings are still somehow good. AEW has no trouble selling out their venue, but they're having trouble getting people to watch them on TV. Different kind of fanatical Point fans. Point to me. Say that I am not, I'm one who has a great difficulty watching anything on TV, including pro wrestling on TV anymore. I have to be there in person. But apparently, yeah, this is this is quite the interesting little conundrum. WWE can't sell tickets, but they have TV viewers. AEW can sell tickets, but they're having trouble getting TV viewers. Yeah, but TV viewership adds to sponsorships. It adds to merchandise sales. I mean, people buy merch at, at when you go to the venue. But I'm telling you now, I've been to tons of pay-per-views. I've been to tons of Raws, SmackDowns, Nitros. I've been to them all. The shirts there are, are hiked up. And honestly, I've probably bought more wrestling shirts from like WWE's official website or Impact's website or anything that I ever have at a, at a live event. I just don't go to a live event and go like like I do a rock concert and say, well, I got about 300 bucks I'm going to spend on merch. No, when I decide I'm going to get merch, I'll usually go to a site like when they have a sale and I'll be like, Oh, I like these guys. This is a cool shirt. I'll pick this one up and this one because I can get two for whatever, you know, 25 or 35% off. That's how I always buy my stuff. Um, so you run into that. I guarantee you WWE sells more merch. Um, and not to mention, I mean, as long as they're not stupid with their talent, right now they got Cody Rhodes who could be back by – by Royal Rumble, and they got Braun Breaker. That guy's just waiting to be the next big name they have. So, I mean, I look at AEW and the best heel they have doesn't want to be there, it doesn't seem like. The best face they have is injured. I mean, yeah, there's just going to be problems, you know, just in general in TV. Well, that they are claiming that last night's ratings were down uh, because of the finals of the Stanley Cup. Oh, that yeah, because all wrestling fans watch hockey. Hey, you leave hockey alone. Oh, hey, I totally, I know, I know Canadians love hockey, but I'm just telling yeah, you, in it. general, in general, you can't just say, like, from an American standpoint, NHL playoffs and wrestling fans, they're usually not the same crowd. Like football, maybe, yeah. But I just don't see it in hockey in the States. Well, maybe not in the States. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of fighting in hockey. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want Correct. to make this point. It could have been much worse. The Blues were eliminated in the previous round. If the Blues were in and made it to the final, the AEW may have had to consider... Uh, postponing their St. Louis event, they would probably had to have done something somewhere else because St. Louis fans was going to turn out for the St. Louis Blues if they're fighting for the Stanley Cup against whomever. I think they were eliminated by uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the way I look at it, uh, as as a fan, the way I look at it, uh, if I'm going to go see one of the events live, the ticket difference is 
immaculate in the Stanley Cup compared to like a show, mm-hmm. you know, televised wrestling show. So I, yep. I don't even see how you could argue that way. Absolutely. All right, we're going to go over our SmackDown and Raw results very quickly here. SmackDown from June the – is that the right date? Uh, no. No, that is not. That is from June the 3rd. That is not from June the 10th. June the 10th was the latest one, yeah. Some good stuff, actually. I kind of liked it. Uh, there we go. It's actually going to give it to me. All right, you got uh, Lacey Evans defeated, I can't even pronounce that, ZLI in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Yeah, ZLI is, uh, it was a weird match. Zaya. Zaya, yeah, ZLI. And uh, she's a weird matchup to put against Lacey Evans. Come on, on, you guys. Zaya Lee. Zaya Lee. Zaya Lee um, (laughs) is not a very good I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, Fed workers are a certain way, but let's face it, they like the wrestlers a certain way. And putting her against Lacey Evans in her first televised match since all the vignettes just seemed like a bad idea because she's she's a you know flipping kicking kind of individual, whereas Lacey's more of a grounded pound. So the match seemed a little misplaced until right at the end when she nailed that right hand, which, God, I don't know how uh-huh. she doesn't kill. I don't know if she doesn't kill people with that punch. It I know, good. right? Um, it was so much better than big shows. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, I mean, that, Zia, that was the highlight. Had to be, just to, so you know, Zia Lee had <clears throat> to be helped out because she was KO'd legit. She was hard. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was about to say because the way the way Lacey Evans throws those punches just look like they'd be so hard to protect yourself, you know, because the, the, she just lays them in there. Um, are, that, they, that, are they still calling it a women's right? I believe. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's the women's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had our impromptu women's uh, championship match, and I have not been the biggest fan of her um, up until this point, and this match proves uh, my reasons as to why Ronda Rousey defeated Shotzi Blackheart, or as I call her, Shotzi Blackheart. Well, Shotzi Shotzi actually had a chance of winning in in that. I, I mean, there was like this little feeling you had that like, Maybe, maybe they'll pull a little upset to to build up a program. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because right. Shotzi's yeah. a pretty good wrestler, and I mean, let's face it, they're they're. It, she doesn't. Ronda Rousey doesn't feel like a special champion anymore. She, no, she feels lost in the shuffle. Correct. Um, I do like Shotzi Blackheart. I don't know that this was a good. Put for her, you needed somebody for Rhonda to go over, but um, well, at, one, at one point, Shotzi Blackheart was one of the number one prospects on the NXT brand before that all fizzled. Well, that's because um, Triple H knew what he was doing. Then we had a great match. Uh, the former Volter, a.k.a. Gunther, 
defeated Ricochet to win the Intercontinental Championship. I heard he uh, Ricochet a lot, too. I didn't Again. see that match. I didn't see that match, but I heard Ricochet got a lot of offense in as a way of them uh, kind of not totally having him be squashed by the big man. But, uh, I mean, I think we all knew Gunther was going to win. <laughs> yeah. Not impressed. Didn't, didn't like it. Your main Gunther, event was... Gunther's trimmed down, by the way, extremely. Yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and look, the thing about that is when you have a guy that size, and we even said the same thing with Wardlow, and they slim down, they start to lose some of that specialness. Um, it goes back to Andre the Giant. If Andre the Giant at 500 pounds at his heaviest would have slimmed down to 300, people would have taken him differently. It could also be said about Yokozuna. Um you you lose well, the presence with that guy or girl when they lose their thoughts. Well, see what, you, what works with Gunther though is he has a very throwback style. He 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 looks like a, a Von Rotsky or one of those guys that's big and not totally buff, muscular, a little bit gangly, but he still has the big hands and the framework. You know, like he, he reminds me of kind of a sixties. 70s kind of wrestler. Correct. All right. I want to give everybody the chance now. You've got about seven minutes left to call in. We are going to roll into some OT tonight. Just a little bit. we got a few more oh, things we got to cover. Uh, you can call in now. 515-602-9678. 515-602-9678. All callers are got eight minutes. Uh, sub- subject to the screening process. Your main event for SmackDown last Friday night was Riddle against Sami Zayn. And, of course, Riddle won. So we get to see Roman Reigns on TV. Yay! Yay, Roman's going to be on TV. All right. Results results for Raw from June 13th. Jimmy Uso defeated Montez Ford. Wow. I don't know if I agree with that. Um. Seth Rican Rollins refused to apologize for the vile beatdown of Cody Rhodes. AJ Styles attacked him in retribution. Yeah, when are they going to decide if AJ's face or heel? I don't think they'll <laughs> ever decide. I mean, it's, it's a constant evolving change. You're never really sure. It's like The Rock. The Rock's like, is he heel? I don't know. I'm still chanting for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oscar mm-hmm. saved Dana Brooke from a Diabol- diabolical ambush by Becky Lynch, and then we had Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Can we can we just take her change her name back to what it was originally? I don't even yeah, remember Nikki what Cross. it was. Yes, yeah, Nikki, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Yeah. Piper. Um, change her name back to Piper Bivens or Nevin. Thank you, Piper Nevins. You could have just yes. brought her in as being Abigail back in the day. They had the opportunity. Right. Um, and I don't – look, if I were a women's wrestler and Vince McMahon came to me and says, hey, we're going to change your name to Dewdrop," I don't know that I would have gone for that. I mean, yeah, you're being no. paid a lot of money, but that's, that's, uh, that's crossing a line, I think, um, in terms of um, sexism and, and shit like that that probably shouldn't have been – 
overstep. Well, I mean, look, Plus look way back to, to begin with. I mean, let, let's face it. You, 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 wrestling's been full of it. Adrian Adonis, when he was tagging with, uh, when he was tagging with uh, the body, they they were they were leather jacket wearing badasses. And then at WrestleMania three, he's adorable Adrian wearing pink. You, you know what I mean? This isn't the first time WWE's done something silly like this. So um, he would have been a hero, Adrian Adonis, if he was around today, and he came out with that gimmick. That would be gosh, <laughs> probably another hero of the uh, so-called identity politics woke crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. seem to be pushing a- to the moon lately. That brings up a question. It is Pride Month. Where the hell is Sonny Kiss in AEW? That's what I want. Well, they did a segment on him last night. But I you am. know what? I'm not interested in seeing Sonny Kiss. I am. I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> All right. Why, why, why uh, are you crying? Not interested. Is it all about his... Identity politics, or is it about his ring ability? Yeah, Orlando I Jordan, the problem I when have. he was in That's TNA, Orlando Jordan, remember him when he's in TNA? Yeah, yeah after leaving Orlando. WWE, he made it all about identity politics and his uh, his uh, lifestyle, and he was the most revolting thing about TNA. It actually hurt the product, and it was the best reason for me to turn the TV off. I did meet Orlando Bloom at the One Impact uh, thing that I went to in Rockford. Very nice guy. Um, we're going to continue this Raw review. Ezekiel, Ezekiel defeats Kevin Owens by countout. They are keeping this thing going. Good. I'm getting good. sick. I'm sick of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying the fact that Apparently Elias is coming back next week. Yeah, I can't wait for Elias' return. I'm excited. I want to see how and then we're gonna, gonna And then do. we're going to have then we're going to have Elisha and the great grandfather of all of them, Elijah. We're just gonna, we're just <laughs> yeah. gonna fill in all the E's. I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing yeah. you now, it'll probably be some lame interview via, via, you know, on the Titantron, and he'll probably talk to himself on the Titantron. They'll do something <laughs> oh stupid God. like that. How much you want to bet? That's what's gonna happen. Because I was thinking yes, about that's a call back to Santino Morales yeah. and his. Yep. Alleged sister. Yeah, Santina. Santina. <laughs> who, who won uh, that battle royal? MVP defeated Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander is now lost in the shuffle. I had high hopes for uh, that talent. He's a damn good talent, but um, yeah, if we're they using could keep him to- Alexander and uh, Benjamin together, they would have been fine. Um, they are putting over Omo, uh, almost as we call him, because he's almost a good worker. Yeah, he's almost. He's not bad for a big guy. He's almost there. <laughs> Seth, almost. Freakin Ro- Seth Freakin Rollins defeated AJ Styles to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. I would have had AJ go over in this. Uh, Seth has got a lot of momentum right now. You need somebody for him to feud with while uh, we are waiting on the return of Cody. But um, I, would have, I, I would have put AJ in the Money in the Bank. Uh, instead of Rollins, that just would have been me. Speaking about the money in the bank, uh, did you skip a match? Wasn't there a qualifying match between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre on SmackDown? Uh, I might yes, have missed that. Yeah, they had a qualifying match. It was it was 
well, between like the intro, it, it took it took up about twenty five minutes of the show. Butch was in yep. it. Um, good match. Uh, it, it had a real weird ending, like a double DQ, and then they started fighting again. And I don't know. So somehow they both feel they should be in the match now. So that's interesting, at least. Very true. Um, you get, uh, let's see here. You get Riddle defeats Ciampa. Boy, um, I feel bad for Ciampa. He could be making a lot more money on the independence right now, and he is just getting lost in this shuffle of yep. uh, the WWE conglomerate. Ciampa's the kind of guy that if I was running an indie show and I think somebody could draw, I would like like a, like a Johnny Gardano or a Ciampa. I feel like those are NXT guys that could draw. You know what I mean? Uh, Rhea Ripley judged Bianca Belair with her harsh words. <laughs> um, Chad Gable defeated Mustafa Ali. Um, there oh, are no. <laughs> there is speculation that Ali may be free by the time this uh, Dreamwave event happens. We will have to wait and see because we do know that WWE is getting ready to announce their next round of cuts. If yes, it's only a matter of if unless unless AEW picks them up, and even if they do, he'll probably have an open contract. I can Correct. see him making an appearance at Dreamwave. Uh, Veer Mahan defeated Rey Mysterio. Excuse me. Sorry. Hey. Um, Good my God. God. What a pig. Pinky, <laughs> pinky. Bobby Chuck um, is not at Dreamwave. If he I would does get released. I would Why, be too. The last time Dreamwave did one... Uh, Ali was still in the contract, but he did make an appearance at Dreamwave. He was kind of serving as the role as general manager. Yeah, Correct. what had happened was I actually talked to Repsol about that. Uh, Repsol had known that WWE was going to be in town the day of the show, and he uh, was able to get a hold of Triple H, and uh, Triple H is the one that gave them the go on that. So. You know, that, that, that was totally legit. It was fine between Dreamwave and WWE. They they handled it however they handled it. I don't know about the finances, but H gave the okay on it. Absolutely. Well, Lee had and been there. He was their last champion. Yeah. And then this is what closed Raw, and I would have never closed Raw with this. This is a formatting no-no 101. Theory blinded Bobby Lashley with baby oil after a pose down. For your main event of Raw last, uh, on Monday, so they they were actually going to think that Theory could do a bodybuilding competition against Bobby Lashley. What world are uh, they living in? I don't <laughs> fucking I don't know, man. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Up. I'm not uh, I'm not gay. I'm straight. But damn it, Theory's a good looking guy. But Lashley is a beast. <laughs> well, as 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 uh, Steve Kane used to say when we talked about Jinder Mahal. He's so vascular. 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 Uh, speaking of which, you know, that's another thing with Walter. I bet he has, uh, I bet he can wrestle longer matches now, too, losing that weight, as a side note. Absolutely. All right, the last thing that I want to talk about, we have not talked about this uh, at all because we kind of waited for Katie to come back to talk about it. It is announced 
Ric Flair is going to be having his last match. It will take place down at StarCast in July um, in Nashville, Tennessee. I got a spoiler alert. Shawn Michaels tells him he loves him, then kicks him in the head. That's how his retirement match ended. That's what happened. I love you, man. I love you, man. Boof. Super kick, it's over. I I have not watched another Ric Flair match like that is taking place after that. I refuse to. That was his end. I love you, man. I love you, man. Boof. Boot the head. Boot the head. Now, um, this match is being, this, this event that this is happening at is being promoted under the banner of Jim Crockett Promotions. Well, I mean, Flair does, Flair does have, Flair does have ties with them, so. That all, that is correct, but uh, to my knowledge, Vince has still got copyright trademark on that. Well, they've had to work something out. I mean, I would. They I couldn't be going so. into this. Could they? They couldn't be putting this much time and money into it, knowing that they could just get sued. That'd be insane. That would be insane. Um, this is what Ric Flair said. I'm going to walk that aisle one last time to prove once and for all that to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And who's who's working that night? We don't. We don't know. The, the current rumor and speculation is going to be Jay Lethal because that's who Slayer has been training with heavily. Okay, so they want to see if the new Macho Man can do what the old Macho Man did and beat Ric Flair. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, let me... Um, Killer Cross has confirmed that he has turned down the offer to join, join AEW. Yeah, well, I saw that just now. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me because he was in a system that screwed him up pretty bad. So maybe he's just soured on the whole big deal companies. Maybe he wants to go to Impact. That would be a good place for him. Impact is doing pretty good right now. Yeah, we do know. There's also good. New Japan. Well, would he go Ring of yeah. Honor if he wouldn't sign AEW? You know, because now it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Correct. I think he would do better oh, in Ring Japan. of Honor, at least. Yeah, Ring of Honor. That's what I'm saying. New Japan, I think he'd be fine. Yeah. He could do well um, there. Now, it was also reported, this will be our last little tidbit, and then uh, Sin and I uh, will review Monday and give Katie a couple minutes to talk about the show she was at over the weekend. We'll close up shop here. Um, But we do have it announced that Paige is leaving WWE. Now, this is is that she's going to AEW, is what I've heard. Actually, Actually, there is other rumor that has now come out. Gail Kim has openly invited Paige to come on over to Impact Wrestling. You know, Gail Kim does not get enough credit for what she's done for women's wrestling. That that That's she exciting. she proved she proved that she could make a living and be successful as a female wrestler and not have to be in WWE. When when WWE was the product to watch. She proved you could do it. Well, um, and there's several others that are doing it now. 
Yeah, but I mean, I think she was an innovator in her time when she didn't when she left WWE and just showed up by Jeff Jarrett's side in uh, TNA. Everybody's like, "What is she thinking? She's ruining her career." No, look at her career; it's been fantastic. Yeah, it has been fan freaking fantastic. Yeah, and she didn't need the WWE. Nope. Uh, well, uh, um, TV star Sherry Shepard. Do you think Paige is, whoa, one at a time. Do you think Paige? Go ahead. Yeah, I tried to jump in and then it ended up being two at the same time. Do you Go think ahead. Paige will wrestle again? I think she will. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's Maybe. a case I, by case, but I mean, we've seen Daniel Bryan now, surgeries have taken large steps, Brian's healed. Um, I mean, Edge healed on his own pretty much for the most part. If I always thought that page bump looked bad. I mean, the way uh, Sasha kicked her in the back and kind of whiplashed her neck. But yeah. I always just looked at that and I thought to myself, that seems like something that would heal over five, ten years worth of time. You know, something that it just didn't look like something – so blatantly, you know, destructive to her neck or back that I, I ever thought. I just always had this feeling she'd come back. So we'll see, though. All right. Uh, last little tidbit here. Sherry Shepard has a recent interaction with MJF, and oh, boy. Um, she walked up to him and said, excuse me, are you the famous wrestler MJF? He snapped back. He said, no. And then she asked, okay, well, do people tell you that you look like the famous wrestler, MJF? And he snapped back and said yes, and then put on his headphones and turned away from Sherry Shepard. Sherry said that she wanted to say this, I don't like your tone. Uh, After talking to her son, um, she found out that MJF's a heel and is supposed to be a bad guy, but she told his son this, no, no, you don't know what a real bad guy is unless he pisses off a black mama trying to get a photo for her son. I mean, let's be real. When I broke into the business, I would get this. This makes perfect sense. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, I went to a live WWE event. And we found the door the wrestlers were entering in from their cars. Now, like, the, the, um, what were they called, the head shrinkers were, were funny, even though they were heels. They turned to our camera. They gave us a pose and the tongue out and everything. It was neat. But what was really cool was when Bam Bam Bigelow came out. Bam Bam Bigelow just, when anybody got on I love Bam Bam. Bam Bam was a total jerk to him. Just mean as all hell could be to the fans. And all I thought to myself is, that's just him playing him. You know, once I started learning more about wrestling. Back then, there was that thing where you're a bad guy and you be a bad guy. Now I don't see it so much because wrestling's changed so, changed so much. I mean, I was a, I was a heel at the show on Monday, Sean, but I still took pictures with people. Right. And that's, that's common courtesy. Now, um, yeah. there, there, there's now look, I've, I've been, I'll tell you, I still believe in kayfabe. Like, 
you know, we're not going to go out there and shake babies and shake hands with everybody if we're heels. It's, it's not going to happen. Heels, wait, wait. If we're heels, we might shake babies. Oh, well, we might shake the babies, yeah. yes. Yeah, you oh, might uh, shake a baby. Yeah, uh, kissing hands and shaking babies. We're not going to be so dickish that it's going to get reported back to the promoter and, and, and cause more problems. Um, so why don't we go ahead and That's review okay. that real quick. Um, this past Monday, Sin and I made our debut at Pop Wrestling for C-Red in Chicago. And I am here to tell you the end was victorious. Um, Sin, did you, were you notified that you lost the all-inclusive title at Pop Wrestling? Or well, I'm not well under- here's, here's the weird thing. So I come out, I win a freaking a, a, a gauntlet match just to find out that then I face their champion. So, okay, so I beat their champion. So I, I'm the champion, right? Then I get told I got to go out in a battle royal and win the battle royal if I still want to be champion. Well, I clear guys out. I see a guy with his back turned to me. Nobody else is in the ring. I throw him out. I won. Some woman comes up behind me, throws me over the top rope, and now... I don't know if she's supposed to be champion. I'm going to have a nice long talk to see Red about this because it's not set well with me. And I will also be filing an injunction. I think what needs to happen now is, uh, boy, I, I'm going to lay out the challenge here, and, and this is this is going to upset some people. But Miss Chica, you want to be the champion so bad? Um, I am laying down the challenge here next year. Pop Wrestling, sending myself against you. And whoever you can bring, and we'll find out who the real champion is going to be next year at Pop Wrestling. Because this doesn't fit well with me. We were victorious. I, 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 the referee didn't see anything, so you can't claim that I cheated, because I didn't. Referee didn't see it. Wait, um, I never saw you cheat. Let me interject here. Go ahead. Uh, I was wondering why I watched that match on YouTube. I wondered why it was so daggum short. Like, I'm... I don't think it's a bell. The bell is like a minute. Um, so we will. And then the match is over that quick. We will rectify this. So that entire show got a late start because the sound guy or the school, whoever, did not bring did not bring a tent to this event. So when we get ready to open the event, his laptop literally overheated from the heat of the sun, causing. Uh, a mountain of delays that um, halted this event's uh, length. Uh, I believe we were only going to be given an hour. Um, Uh, I do want to point out, I do want to point out, I'm not the youngest man in the world. I go for wins as quick as I can. That's just my way. If I can beat you in 10 seconds, I'll beat you in I think I got the gist of what you were saying. It was bloody hot out and you had to keep it short. Yes. Which I can understand. Yes. Um, all of the matches that day went extremely short. Um, I was in the Battle Royal. I was eliminated by C-Red. I think I owed a little bit of vengeance there. Uh, C-Red, mark my words, our past will cross again. Um, but it was a good event, and, and it was for a great cause. Uh, happy to have been a part of it. Happy that they, um, you know, I don't like to break K-Fabe all the time on here, but I'm going to say this. I'm happy that Red put us over in the way that he did. Um, because we did travel a long way to get up there. Um, I, I honestly mm-hmm. didn't expect it. Uh, I didn't yeah, know what I was... For you, a tip that I need to teach. If you're an athlete and you're playing in the heat, 
What's kept me going a lot is completely soaking the shirt I'm wearing in water, put it back on, and the wet shirt pretty much keeps your body cool so you can play hard in the heat. Uh, do, um, you notice, do you notice my hair is drenched when I come out to the rain? Yeah, and I felt... Well, I don't do your hair because you got to oh, do your clothes, too. When, when, when I, I'll dump a bottle on my head or go in the bathroom and put it all on after I have my gear on. So it gets yeah. into my gear and everything to cool me down. Um, I do feel bad for the poor referee, Rion Skills. I mean, um, I love you, Rion, but I'm going to call it spade a spade here. You have put on some weight since we have seen each other last, and I know... <laughs> oh, I know, harsh, brother. I know he was he was trying to get around that ring as fast as what he could, and my God, I felt bad for him. He he looked like he was sweating for everybody in the locker room by the time he was done calling all those matches. All I know is I hit the snake bite, and I was like, "Get your butt over here!" Like, <laughs> the guy down. I just hit the snake bite. Get your butt over here. I mean, right. you say this about the battle royal. I have a lot of pet peeves with battle, with the way battle royal rules are. Typically, no rules other than throwing this guy over the top rope. That Two is, and the floor. apparently, throwing pe- people who have already been eliminated can grab people and pull them out of the ring or throw them over the top rope, It'll, uh, and those will still count. And then people who don't start the match or camp the entire match outside. That. Yeah. I don't like campers either. Crowd fighter, if you see this footage, you will 100% agree with me then. I should still be champion. I eliminated the last man. And then somebody got in the ring when my back was turned and not only pushed my legs over, but the guy I eliminated grabbed my arm and pulled me over too. Yeah, we're going to have to do something about that for sure. Um, Katie, you attended a match this past weekend up in Canada, and you sent me a couple pictures Canada. of it. Oh, God, yeah. It was it was pretty good. I mean, um, they they had their own, their own lucha, lucha Libre there and everything. It was pretty good. Oh, cool. But, but the highlight. Of, do you get huh? much Lucha in uh, Canada? Do you see much Lucha promotion? Not really, no. So it was really, really nice to see them. Um, they had they had four luchas. That cool. Day. It was pretty good. But the highlight of the evening was when the when the ropes came down and and the barbed wire went up. <laughs> barbed wire, oh, that was rope, barbed fun. wire match. Oh yeah, and then and then they 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 wrapped wrapped a chair in barbed wire. They wrapped a table in barbed wire. A ladder and barbed wire and a piece of wood with with the way it was it was part of a tree branch okay but it was a log with a handle on it and they wrapped that in wood too and it would and, and excuse me a barbed wire as well and I was like wicked and I was like a foot away from the ring right so I'm sending Sean pictures as they're building the building the ring and I'm just getting I'm just like getting more excited more excited by by the moment it was really good too though. This is the it point was, we made earlier. If you would have watched a bunch of hardcore matches and then a barbed wire match, would you be an excited? Or would you have rather seen the regular matches then it be a barbed wire match? 
I'd rather see the regular matches than the, than the barbed wire match. It, exactly. And and it was really good. Companies. It was really good. It was career versus uh, respect. And, well, won the day. And it was, it was really good. When, one guy, he uh, retired from death matches. So there was that as well. But it was it was amazing, and one thing that that really that really grabbed my heart since that night was uh, they they had an older ref retiree that twenty two years in the business. Damn. And yeah, they called him old school, and all they could think of was the old man, and they started crying at ringside. Aw. Yeah. Just started uh, bawling. Just started bawling. Now, but it was good. Now, Katie. Really this has been your first live event that you have attended uh, before your diagnosis. In and, three. Uh, Greg, yeah. About three years because yeah. it was around – it was before COVID uh, when you stopped attending events. Mm. Yeah, so, it was good. I, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's a good thing, and uh, hopefully you didn't get any blood on you like you would have done at an IWA Mid-South oh show where God, you've got a guy that's going to get tested. <laughs> these poor boys gouged themselves on on the barbed wire. I mean, one of the guys, it was like un, in, under his underarm, like on his rib area, but under his arm. And it was just like, you're going to know about that in the morning. I was like, oh, my God. Do you know what happened like at I said, Hell and Earth? I am not a fan of ultra-hardcore matches. You know what All happened? Right, uh, one or two, but no more. I agree. I agree. I, if you have a hardcore title like you did in WWA, then you have it defended once a show. One hardcore match is fine. Yeah. Usually do it for yeah. the intermission so you can get the <laughs> ring cleaned afterwards. Unless it's like a barbed wire rope match or whatever. If you're going to do that, obviously, it's got to go on last. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think a, a touch of it is fine. I, I just, I, I don't think you want to build a whole company around it. Or me you as know. a wrestler, I do both. Yeah, I've done I've done hardcore. I'm not gonna lie. I've done a lot of hardcore, and sometimes you just it's if the angle requires it, you do it. And that hell on earth. I was gonna bring this up. Something that happened. Now that I think about it, that would probably never happen today. I'm bleeding from chair shots, right? And the wild child grabs me by the back of the hair, and one of our securities wearing a white security shirt. And he and he just rubs my head right on the shirt, which is blood. And I'm like, you know, that flew back then, but now people would freak the hell out if that happened. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they would. Uh, we've got some other news about uh, Johnny Morrison. Evidently, he is signed Johnny on with Game Changer. <laughs> Evidently, he is signed on with Game Changer Wrestling and is now Johnny Game Changer. Good God, he's just Johnny everything. Didn't you join EW2? Yeah, yes. Johnny Elite for two for two matches. Oh my goodness! Just an FYI, I got a couple things for you. Or I got a couple of tidbits myself. But keep go going. Ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. We're we're getting ready to close oh, up shop. So go we'll ahead. Go ahead clear these. We'll clear this out now. Obviously. They did announce uh, this week that the National Wrestling Alliance will be coming back to St. Louis for a two-day event in August. Uh, Matt Cardona had to drop the NWA World Heavyweight title due to his injury. He will be out for three to five months. 
which sucks for uh, Pinfall Wrestling Association because we announced a grand wrestling spectacle. He was coming on September the 10th to wrestle uh, at our uh, Wrestle Spencer Powers for the title. I have major doubts he's going to make that match, but we're not apparently announcing officially. We're postponing that appearance for the which I think we should for the simple reason it's exactly three months, and that's at the very earliest he could come back because the recovery time for uh, the torn bicep muscle and the surgery is somewhere between three to five months. I don't think he's going to be at the very earliest possible return time. We'll have Correct. To he's still going to appear. Still going to appear for the Lucky Horseshoes uh, autograph signing session in July. I haven't heard any differently on that. Uh, but uh, Trevor Murdoch, who is from the state of Missouri or lives in the state of Missouri, is champion once again. He will awesome. be, uh, I guess, representing the company in their big return to St. Louis in two months. Uh, uh, go ahead. You have an event oh. this weekend. Down in uh, at the A Street Gym. Now, clarify with me, is this going to be indoor or outdoor? Have you guys not decided yet? We have only run indoors since we were permitted to. So, it's going to be inside. The ring will be set up. Uh, We have seven matches on the card. It will be headlined by uh, the appearance of current... Now a current Ring of Honor superstar, Mike Bennett, the prodigy, the miracle, whatever he's uh, going by this these days, but uh, he will be appearing in a in a four-way match against Rocket Pro Wrestling's Gunnar Brave, who is making his debut as well, and then members of Air Force One, Dramo, and Kid Riot. The main event uh, will be. The young thriller, Derek Moss. Derek Moss. Good grief, a slip. He'll be teaming with the great Cardini. They will be taking on the team of Jake Lander. And returning Springfield, Illinois, after a couple-year absence, because he moved down to Booker T, or moved down to Texas to train under Booker T and wrestle for reality of wrestling and anything else in the Texas area. Roscoe Warren Johnson comes home. He is a PWA original. He will be teaming with Jake Lander to reunite the new crop against against Mossy and Cardini. That will be the main event. It's been a long time since we've seen Roscoe Roscoe has been putting in some appearances at uh, AEW Dark. We're glad to see him come to Springfield for this uh, charity event. It is for uh, Chris Barrow, who passed away earlier this year due to uh, cancer and then complications of a post-COVID infection on top of that. This will be a fundraiser to, uh, I guess, help pay final expenses and uh, – Kind of give help to the uh, the Barrow family, the survivors. Um, and I do also want to mention we we 
Shauna Reed, who also put in appearances at A. She will wrestle former tag team champions, uh, Casey Jackson, the main attraction in a men versus woman match. And we have four, four other matches that scheduled. Correct. And that's not a, the only PWA event this month. You have another PWA event next Saturday night in Bard's, Beardstown, Illinois. Excuse me. Um, that'll be a, Six for, uh, 7 o'clock bell time in Beardstown, Illinois. Your main event, if he's still the, the champion after this, a, uh, after this weekend. I don't know if he'll be defending the title, but uh, no. slated for the Saturday, June 25th event, it will be the Regional Heavyweight Championship match. Spencer Powers defending against Jonathan Magnus with Mr. Archer. That is correct. That will be the main event. The title is not on the line this weekend. It will in fact none of the belts none of the titles are on the line at our memorial show. But uh this will be a charity event for this weekend and then it'll be a ticketed event in Beardstown the following weekend. Uh will be the in all actuality we've still run more festival shows in Beardstown than actual ticketed events, but this we uh, managed to get this venue, so we're going to run in Beardstown a couple of times during the summer. They'll be on the 25th of June and then August the 6th, which I will not be there because I'll be in an arcade gaming tournament. <laughs> <sighs> yes. I wonder All right. how they're going to hold up without me. One uh, other item I need to cover before we get out of here. I'm going to smack you. I did want to mention... I did want to mention that uh, WWE did announce they uh, announced they signed a dozen people as part of their next in line initiative. Three of those people are from Central Southern Illinois. Chandler Hayden of Ten- uh, from Pittsfield, Illinois, who is a track and field athlete, went to Tennessee. Luke Ford, who played for University of Illinois football, he is from Carterville, Illinois, which is the home of uh, Dry Pro Wrestling. Then McKella Hall, who was from uh, or attended Southern <clears throat> Illinois University, Edwardsville. She is from Denville, Illinois. So I wanted to get that in there before we got out. I appreciate that. So we'll be on the lookout right for on. those talents. Um, next week, we will not be returning with uh, term, Tuesday, uh, Thursday Night Turmoil. Next week, we will have a guest lined up here uh, for the re- another big night of Wrestling Authority Radio here on the Evolution Radio Network. Uh, be sure to follow right us on, on Facebook for that Wrestling Authority Radio on the Facebook. Um, Want to give anybody else uh, a, chance to say, a chance to say anything <laughs> here before we go ahead and close up shop here for tonight? Yeah, no me, uh, I'm the proper pop champion. <laughs> I don't know the man. Crime fighter even agrees with me. Somebody shouldn't <laughs> be able to pull I... me out from from outside the ring that I eliminated. That's crazy. That is crazy. I don't know what else to say. If you have a battle royal, if you do not start the match, then you can't join after like there's only one person left. I, they I don't didn't agree have me in Princeton. Somebody came in okay. after the match was over and eliminated me in Princeton. 
All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it for us here tonight. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here on the Evolution Radio Network for a proud Rampage Productions presentation of Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil. We will be right back here next week, 6.30 Central Standard Time for Wrestling Authority Radio. We'll have somebody back in the indie spotlight, uh, maybe PWA if uh, they would like to join in on that. And uh, we'll have some guests here next week. That'll do it for us here tonight. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host. Sultan. And me, the reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks. Chaotic Katie, thanks for coming in, Grimey. Good night, everybody, and uh, we will have news next week. We are going to be doing something other than our normal broadcasting uh, we're gonna. It might even only be an hour long, but we are going to do a pride celebration uh, sometime this month. Yay! We'll have details on that next week. Folks, have a great weekend. Uh, if you're going to be traveling this weekend, make sure you keep yourself hydrated. It is a heat wave here in the Midwest. Uh, be safe, and we heat will see you too. all right back here next Thursday night for Wrestling Authority Radio. Good night, everybody. Good night.